You're listening to Steel City Music. Once he turned the ceiling fan off and uh, he was able to focus on the camera, he wasn't falling over in the midst of watching patterns going across his uh, screen or across the ceiling. Uh, it's Spencer Davis, everybody, from uh, Truce. Uh, uh, I think he's New Brunswick. Where Where are we? Where are you, Spencer? I'm in Moncton, New Brunswick. You're in Moncton. Now, hold on. Now, we got we to clear a few things about Moncton. Sure. Okay. Is it the hub of New Brunswick? They call it the hub city. Um, the hub city. Mainly because heading out further east, it's kind of the last stop for a while, kind of before you get to Halifax for the most part. Well, okay. See, here's the problem I have with that. Uh, I've been to Moncton a thousand times over my lifetime. My, yeah. my 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 relatives are all from the East Coast, and I did a fair bit of touring back in the day, going through that area. So when when it's being referred to as the hub, my belief system that I was brought up on is that Truro was the hub of the East mm. Coast if you were driving that sort of thing. So I'm just wondering how Moncton got that title. I'm not sure it had that uh, it had that name before I got here, and it'll have it you know <laughs> after I leave and like. Okay. I've spent five years here, and as far as the history of Moncton, it's only I've only learned about it through conversation. It's definitely not in my blood like Ontario is. You know, yeah, where is whereabouts are you from originally? I, I I was born and raised in Brampton, Ontario. Oh, you're from Brampton. Oh, yeah, nobody's perfect, man. Hey, man, listen, don't don't start, don't start. <laughs> I, I got a lot of love for Brampton, man. We we we. You know, I'm from Hamilton, so I just refuse to let anyone crap on another city except for my city. No, wait, I shouldn't say it that way. I always, when people crap on my city, I'm like going, yeah, you're right. But only I'm allowed to crap on my city. No one else is. So I try not to crap on other people's cities, you know, unless it's, you know, um, Sarnia. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. So (laughs) (laughs) I told you I was in a silly mood tonight, man, before we started this interview, you know? So you're originally from, you're originally from, uh, uh, from Brampton, and then you you went down to uh, Moncton, and you start, did you just start up a band? You must have been in bands before before Truce, then you, doing the music mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I was in uh, a few bands in Brampton. I was in a my first band was a metal band called Amorous, and then Dan and I were in a band together called the Rockwell Resolution for a few years, and then uh, a couple other things did a project called the Folkstones, and did another heavy project called Gunner. But pretty much from the age of about nineteen till I'd say 30 was where I was spending my time in those bands in Brampton. Right. And then, and then how did you find your way down to uh, the hub city of Moncton in New Brunswick? Well, my son's mother, um, at the time we were living in Guelph and my family was kind of everywhere. My sister was out West and, um, you know, my aunts and stuff like we were just, my, my core family was pretty scattered. We weren't seeing them much and her whole family, um, had, kind of retired and moved back here she's originally from here and her whole family lives here so we you know the housing market was what it was and we decided to put our house up for sale and move our children to a place with a slower pace and where they would be around at least more immediate family and uh you know i was just you know driving a truck uh, you know for years and it wasn't it was fine we were getting by but it was we decided it was time for a change and the kids needed to be around the family so that's essentially what brought us down here 
So you, you, you move down there for, you know, the sake of family and, and, and just sheer economics, which is a lot of people are doing from Ontario, moving up to the East coast. And, you know, that's, that's a really smart play on your part. Um, But now where does that lead you? Cause you were in these past bands and that you just listed off and and you've been at the age of 19. Um, So you settle in Moncton. What's the, what's the vibe like to start a band up there and what's their music community like? It's um, it was tough to leave um, my relationships with my friends, you know, like I built that community and, you know, not even just musically, but just socially in general, you know, went to school Mm -hmm. in Brampton my whole life and had a lot of, lot of history there, you know, but then when we moved to Moncton, it's interesting because I've I've been driving truck for six or seven years prior to moving and um, always in music or whatever, but I, I couldn't really do much with it. But when I moved to Moncton, I kind of like started to go to these like open mics and like meeting people and just from playing and just, I'll probably end up referencing this again at some point, I'm sure, but just due to population size, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not a slight at the people here, but just due to population size, the, everything else, the talent pool is a little smaller. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's like, there's no traffic here. Like I haven't been in a traffic jam in five years. It's the same principle. So once I'm kind of got out and started playing, I got some offers pretty quick. People were like, Oh, well, you know, I run this bar or like, I know this guy and you should jam with this guy or you should go here and do this. And it turned out like, I just kind of like organically started to like gain some momentum and was able to just play shows. And I haven't driven a truck in five years. I haven't worked for anyone but myself or in anything except for music for the last five years. And the community here is, is just that like, it's, it's, you see the same, like, it's funny because everybody in Moncton seemingly on like Facebook or something, they have the maximum amount of friends and it's because everyone grew up together and they all know each other, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like where we're from or where I'm from, it, you'd be pressed to see the same person on the street twice, you know, but here it's, it's very much more tight knit. It's very much more welcoming. And as far as being able to make a living in music, a sustainable living, it's um, you know, it's, it's far easier than it is back home. You know. Um, but uh, having said that, that type of uh, the type of area of playing, you must have uh, when you said you're making a living at doing this. Um, mm. there has to be like so many different. There's only so many places to play in in any market, so you you kind of have to diversify. With truce, the music is it, it's crunchy, it's loud, it's rock. Uh, the mm. influences that are that are listed, and you can just tell just by listening to the songs. What you guys say you're influenced are you can find all of that like straight down the track listings, everything from Lexus on fire to big wreck hooks in, in, in and out of some of the songs. Um, like it's all there, but having said that, not every bar has that style of music that features that. So do you, do, does truce as a band or as yourself, do you diversify and do covers for so many nights in a different type of band to help facilitate your income? Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting because it's an original circuit back home where we're from. Like it's a scene, you know, like it's like a post hardcore or a punk or a metal or hip hop or a folk thing. And there's these pockets of people that do that. But here it's a cover scene and you go and you, you know, you learn the things that everybody wants to hear. And, um, you know, there's a little bit like like 15 year old punk rock Spencer would be like, what are you doing, man? But it's the truth is, is that I grew up playing an acoustic guitar and I didn't know what picks were so i didn't have them so by default i learned to play finger style and sure. you know i'd always picked up songs here and there that my parents were listening to and when i got here and started like doing some of that at some of these open mics it was like it was a good reception 
So when I figured that out, it was like, well, you know, what's wrong with learning 40 or 50 of your favorite songs and playing a few hours a night, see what you can do. And uh, I went out and did that. And it's honestly a lot of fun. It's just a different circuit here. Though. Right. You know, mm -hmm. so the original band Truce, like Truce will come here and play some shows a couple of times a year. But as far as actually like making, you know, livable money within music, that's what I've done. And that's, you know, that's rolled into some other things. I started working at Casino New Brunswick um, just through some friends that I met at those very same open mics who were video directors and who were stagehands and techs for all the big shows at the casino. And through that and picking up a couple of those shifts, now I've got it into doing all the live sound at Casino New Brunswick and their pub. So they've got this big pub upstairs with this great board and these really killer bands that come through. And I'm the guy in there Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, like mixing the bands. Sure. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how it grew the way that it did, you know? But with a, but with truce though, um, in that area, the East coast, you know, you said truce will play a couple of shows in your, in that area. And we're talking about a small specific area. Cause you even said that, you know, everyone kind of knows everyone. It's mm -hmm. a small area. Does truce have enough, um, does truce have enough places to play going further in the east coast like can do you swing by and do a, show, a couple of shows in the halifax area are you doing um shediac are you doing going straight out to newfoundland are, are there other are venues out there that can accommodate you guys to do maybe a two-week run um definitely uh, especially with the bands that we've met like we got we got a nod for the ecmas last year we were nominated for like the heavy recording of the year and we went to Fredericton the year before that and played the showcase. And then, uh, you know, there's definitely a circuit where like you can come down and you can do like, you know, Moncton, uh, Fredericton, you know, um, St. John, Halifax, and just kind of keep going. There's enough of a run for sure. Moncton specifically, there's a couple of really good venues that'll throw rock shows here. Right. And, uh, we could definitely do it, but truce is a young band and, um, you know, it, the thing about that band is that three of them are in Ontario and two of us are here. So in order for it to make yeah. sense for travel costs and that kind of thing, we have to, you know, we have to kind of be a little bit more of a business around that kind of stuff. Um, you, know? you, you said that the uh, truce is a young band, uh, the inception of the band, it, it, is it really 2021 that we're looking at, or was there just uh, some formations before that? Because uh, I was reading the release. I believe that you were putting it, you guys were putting up music in 2021 that's mm -hmm. uh, that's COVID times for us. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So before that, um, there had to have been songs in the pocket that you've had written to even get there, to the, that recording process. Did, did you have a lot of material, and what was the what was the process of going into a studio with what you had? Well, the um, we started kind of putting the members together. It was my Redmond and I, the other guitarist. Yeah. Um, that was kind of early 2021 and we were just bored and needed something to do. And we had a friend, Alex Lemieux, who wanted to play bass and our buddy Giuliano wanted to play drums. And I had, I would say probably three of the eight songs on the record written. And then the rest of them were just ideas. And, uh, over the course of about four months, uh, playing a couple of times a week together, practicing at Giuliano's place, um, we built up the rest of the record. And then when it came time to recording, <clears throat> we recorded it here in this room. Um, and it was just kind of one of those things where like the record sounds the way that it does. Like you mentioned the influences and stuff. It's because we're all, we're all really different players. Right. And uh, you know, Redmond's like a, you know, he's Redmond's like a blues kind of Neo kind of rock and roll guy. 
and Alex is like a punk guy and I'm kind of in the post hardcore thing and you know but it, it just you know it was probably one of the better things that could have happened because you know COVID everybody was so bored so us getting together to do that and be having the meat of the riffs and letting every you know everybody else expanding on it that's just how that happened so it wasn't it, we are still a young band you know it was only yeah. a few months of jamming before we were ready to kind of track those songs it's all done like i mean it's 2023 now uh, it's been a couple of years you put the, the music's out there um and you just said that you know three of the guys are in ontario two of the guys are in the east coast of canada um you're coming up obviously to do some to do some shows in the southern ontario market at what point do you guys figure out okay it's time to make new music are we at that point now or are we just going to just let it sit for another year yeah we've uh i've got uh, the dynamic of the band changed so much. So two of the original members, the only reason we got that record together so quick is because we jammed a couple times a week for a few months. Mm -hmm. And uh, Alex has since moved to uh, Montreal and Giuliano, when we went to start tracking that record, um, he wasn't able to commit. So that's where Dan came in and Dan and I'd been in bands together for years. And I just kind of reached out and said, Hey, can I send you some stem tracks and can you write some drum parts and, that's how that happened right but um as far as the new stuff i've sent the better part of nine songs uh in the dropbox to the guys over the last little while in the hopes that you know like here's a really good intro and a verse like someone write a like a good chorus and let's work it out and write a bridge and an outro and a breakdown or something and it's tough to write like that i've never been in a band that's been about file sharing and kind of back and forth and like the reason like i said the first record came together the way that it is because we had time yeah. We could be in the room and move air together. But this time around, there's definitely a lot of material. But something I'm really looking forward to sorting is getting home for these practices before this run of shows in mid-October is to be in the room with now Greg Mortley, Eric Hannibon, Danny Mills, Redmond Kang, and myself to hopefully just polish up for the shows. But there's a lot to be said for that brotherhood and that spark and that kind of hype that you have with your friends creating together in a room. Yeah. And over this last couple of years, I would have loved to have put out another full length last year, but I'm not going to do it because it's an expected thing. I'm going to do it because it's communal because we did it together. So I'm so, just waiting for that, you know? And, uh, you know, having said that, you know, you, you enjoy the communal aspect of it, the friendship part of thing. It's, it's, it's part of, what you do when you create something, but mm. with this next bit, when you guys get all the same headspace, same same page, recording, writing, that sort of thing, there's there has to be um, a benchmark of what you want to achieve. Um, mm. You did what you did in 2021, just like everybody going through COVID. You know, you guys had your a different scenario for you guys. What would you like? To, where would you guys like to be? Like, like what's your bar? for like 24, 25, say you put something in what, because you want to be making some momentum. You want to have something just a little bit higher. I would, I would love to be in a position with the band to tour a, um, an opening slot for a more established band. That would be, that's your goal. That would, I would really love that. And, and not just selfishly, but I'd love that for, you know, my brothers in the band. I, I, I know them all very well and have, played music with all of them for a long time and I know their hearts and their as far as musicians and people go among the most deserving and you right. know I'd love to be able to put us in a position to put us in front of bigger audiences and we've done some notable things on that record and uh you know I would love to be there that's what I would like I'd like a bigger stage and a, a sound guy traveling with us and you know 
good live show. That's what I'd like to be doing in the next couple of years. Sounds like you want debt, sir. You want debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more maybe. You know? If there's if there's any way you can please pile on more debt, that would be amazing. Hey, yeah. if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner Smith. My special guest right now is Spencer Davis from the band The Truce. Uh, we're doing the old pre-recorded Zoom chat, which is something that is just so funny that uh, we still end up doing these things uh, to promote, promote, promote. And you know that we were just talking about COVID and recording during COVID times, that sort of thing. Yet here we are on Zoom once again, sharing yeah. information, that sort of thing. Uh, you do have some shows coming up in Southern Ontario in the next little bit. Uh, where, did, did I, where did I put those dates now? I know I got some dates kicking around here. Uh, do, 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 tour, tour, tour. Oh, see, I've lost all. No, there it is. Trying to navigate your website here, sir. Um, sun, uh, you have Saturday, October 21st. A truce is with the Weathered and Wavers at the Palisade Social Bowl in London. Sir, you're going to love that place. Yeah, I looked at it online. It looks kind of amazing. I've Honestly, never physically been in it. I can't wait. I drove by that with my wife so many times on our way to see some friends in London. And I said, why are we not going in there to bowl a game? Why can't we just go in there? And then finally, uh, my old uh, my old friends, the Kildres, got back together. And mm. uh, they did a bunch of Southern Ontario dates and they end up playing it and it's a bowling alley. It's huge. Yeah. It's fun. The place was packed. You're going to love it. I can't I'm wait. Very, I get London is, is happening with that place. Um, Friday, October 20th, truce with choices made the scary loud uh, at the Atria in Oshawa. Have you played there before? We were supposed to play last tour and we couldn't find a band on that specific night to play with us. But to be fair, it was like a Tuesday or something. Ah, oh, Tuesdays are tough, eh? Yeah, it's a tough one. I know. <laughs> that tour was a tough one. It was like eight shows in nine days or something. It was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. Hey, in yeah. uh, where I'm from right now, Hamilton, Ontario, on Saturday, October the 14th, Truces with Excuses, Excuses, a Dan McGoldie and uh, Blossom as well at the Corkton. And you've you've done the Corkton. I know you've done the Doors Pub last year. Did you not? Yes, we did Doors last year. Um, I've done Corktown. Um, yes, done Corktown. Not in Truce, though. Right. How long ago were you at the last time? I should say, how long, what was the last time you at the Corktown? I think Corktown would have been with Rockwell. So that was like 2007. Oh, dude, bar's totally different. I imagine it would be. It's yeah. all, it's, it's all renovated two floors. It's really? A, it's, it's a great bar to play. You're going to love it. Oh, I can't um, wait for yeah. that. Uh, Friday, October the 13th, though, truces with Judgment at Damagoli and Natas at the Spot One Grill and Music Hall in Brampton. I wonder yes. how you got that show. How well, Wolfie Joe Pinto. He's been a he's been a you know he's been a fixture in the Brampton music scene for a long time. And well, uh, that's your place, though. Like that's it. Like that's it's like, it's like a homecoming show to kick everything off. That's our spot. And you know what? It's crazy. Like we talked about Moncton and where the spots are to play, and is it sustainable here? And how many places can you play? And I, yeah. I'm sad to say, between you know, there's places willing to host shows, but. For a band like ours and for the bands like that we're going to play with, Spot One's kind of the only one that can really accommodate, you know, unless right. you want to go to the Rose Theater or something like that. But that's too much. You that's know? big. Too big. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge place. Yeah, but yeah, we're put, looking forward to that. You want to put your best foot forward and look your best. And, and, yeah. and all of those venues, you don't want to take on something that's a too, too big. That's why I thought it was a smart play that you played Doors last year. Because it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sharp little room, holds 30 people. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and uh, and doing the step up to uh, to the Corktown that holds around 200, 225. Yeah, you it know. felt like the right thing to do for sure. I'm yeah. really looking forward to the Brampton show. We, we had such an amazing show there last time. It was on the tail end of the tour um, last time, though. So to be, if I'm being, you know, full transparency, I was pretty beat. You know, the, the 
the vocals in that record are high register for me and there's not a ton of practicing in a room with the boys happening because you know we're provinces apart and whatever and it's not the same you know doing it in your room with the ear with your earbuds in right different than doing it in a messy club with a terrible monitor mix you know what i mean like it's just different you know so i was blown and but the support was through the roof like it was just so incredible friends and family and you know fans it was really amazing but doesn't that go with uh, with a little bit of uh, wisdom as you get a little bit older, Spence? I mean, I know there's there's times where you have to just you got to go over the top at a show because it's mm-hmm. the show. But I mean, in your own words, you're doing you're doing all these different cover gigs, you're playing all these different things. You kind of got to know where your how quickly your voice can get tired. The vocal cords are just another instrument you really got to look after. You're absolutely right, man. I'm, I'm guilty of having a bit of Peter Pan syndrome, though. You know, like I, I, I try things and I practice vocals constantly and I play a lot yeah. of guitar and write a lot of music, but I always want a little more. You know, I'm never satisfied with a mix or with a show or, you know, and it's not to say the vibe isn't there. It's just for myself. Right. I put an immense amount of pressure on myself to do things well. And yeah. I'm very much concentrated on the details of my performance and my band's performance. And it's just like typical front guy stuff, you know, it's just what it is. <laughs> You know, just nonsense <laughs> that probably like, should have been a c and you probably yeah, should have played it in time that's, that's, like that. during live shows <laughs> those things those things go to the window that that's what happens and it's also that's right. uh, it, that's what's right. gonna happen but i mean it's also there's this point where you have to go i have to look after my vocals and not micromanage other people's playing as i'm going along or i'm going to make myself totally. nuts and totally. they're going to lead me outside of the van at the next show and totally that would be that would be my biggest fear is that where where's the van? It's not here. The van? That happened there? to me on tour one time. I literally got out. It was in 07. We were touring the East Coast. We were like from Brampton going out to Sydney, Nova Scotia back in Rockwell, Dan and I. Yeah. And uh Dan wasn't on that tour. He couldn't play that tour. Our friend Jarrett Maylett was 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 on that was on that rip with us. And uh exactly what you just said. I got out at a gas station to go to the bathroom, went in the bathroom and came back and the van was gone. And I was just kind of standing there. I forget where we were. And I was like, I deserve this probably. And then the boys realized like a while down the road, like 10 minutes. They're like, we're spending. Like, where, what is going on? It's wow, too we, quiet. He's awful <laughs> quiet on this one. Hey man, listen, <laughs> thanks for taking the time out to uh, have this chat with us here on uh, Steel City Music. And uh, we look forward to you coming to Hamilton and uh, let's luck on the rest of the, on the rest of the shows. eh? really appreciate it, man. Honestly, um, we really, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk and, you know, like people like yourself championing independent bands is what it's all about. So thank you for your time and for taking a minute to talk to us and to dig into us a little bit, man. I really appreciate you, Jamie. Thanks, Spencer. Hey, this is Spencer from Truce. Uh, this is our single Holy Roller on uh, SCR Radio. Uh, you can check us out at the Corktown Pub with Excuses, Excuses, Blossom and Dan and Goldie on October 14th. Uh, tickets are on sale now.
City Music.